Happy New Year, everybody. We hope you had a great holiday and enjoyed every minute of it. Welcome to the first 2024 edition of CP Sports per usual. I'm your host, Chris. It's your boy, Mike. 2024 game. <laughs> so let's kick it off already. Um, what a way for Texans fans to kick off the new year with another dominant victory over the Texans, allowing one field goal and putting up 26 points. The Titans? Did I say Texans? Yeah. Yes, the Titans. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, CJ Stroud threw for 213 yards with a, a touchdown on his return from concussion protocol. And clearly this defense came to win, allowing 11 first downs as opposed to the Texans 20 and holding Tennessee to 187 yards total. Texans defense put up the second and final touchdown of the game early in the second with the strip sack return which saw Will Levis leave for the remainder of the game. Uh, from there, you know, Tennessee just tried to play catch up and they couldn't get right much like they couldn't get right this entire season. Looks like Tennessee did not tighten up today or that game. <laughs> they weren't tightening up. They weren't tightening up. They haven't tightened up all season, no. They only have, like, what, five wins? Yeah, that's sad because Hopkins wanted to go there to win. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sad you know, I, I harbor no no ill will or ill intent towards towards players, but when they do leave and they don't do as good <laughs> with so. another dude. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry. Okay. Nah, he should have anyway. went to Texans with Stroud, man. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I know they, they were kind of teasing it because he was here a couple times, but I know he has a crib over here too in Texas. So that's probably why he was in, in Houston rather than trying to talk with mm. the Texans. I think it's going to happen eventually. I think uh, that that's going to be th his last stop when, he, when he's uh, ready to hang it up. But that's that's just my opinion. I don't I don't right. have anything behind that. But uh, anyway, it uh, if it wasn't for the loss to the Jags, Houston would control their destiny in the AFC South title race. Instead, they'll need to win and Jacksonville to lo lose. Excuse me. If both win, the Jags clinch the division, and the Texans could be the number six seed. And that's only if. The Bills lose to the Dolphins. If not, they'll still be a lock-in for the seventh seed. I like I like the chances of Texans winning the division. Titan Titans are they're gonna play the Jags hard that that week, so it's gonna be a divisional matchup right there. And I guess we gotta worry about the Colts as well. Uh, they look like you know they have a lot to play for, so they're gonna be yes, bringing it their all because they're they're both playing for a spot in the playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. though um, how Buffalo is in the other situation where if they win, they're the second seed. Oh yeah, but if, but if they lose, they can be out of the playoffs potentially as, yeah, as well. That's crazy. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, that's very and then tight in, race right now. In the the NFC alone, there's still like seven teams in contention too, right? Uh, I think there's or is yeah, that like the five AFC? or six, something like that. Yeah, I, as for the seventh seed. There's, but then for the sixth seed, I think there's like two teams competing still. But everyone's just waiting who's going to win that NFC South. Is it going to be the Bucks, the Saints, the Falcons? Because they all suck. Yeah. The so it's just like. <laughs> I uh, said, yeah. To uh, so it's like, you know, they're all eight and eight. We'll see what happens. 
Yeah, it's it's getting crazy in the playoff picture, and with the playoffs on the line, Houston fans will be sitting at the edge of their seats with postseason dreams as the Texans go into Indianapolis to face their biggest test of the season in a division game against the Colts tomorrow at 7.15 p.m. Central on ESPN. And uh, while Houston hopes for Jacksonville to lose in order to win the division, the Jacks welcome back uh, Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk back to practice. They're just, you know, they have to play because they're in. They want to, you know, win a division. But you know, how banged up are they? Do like, are they going to risk Trevor Lawrence getting hurt again? I don't know. They 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 talked to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence said he still has some discomfort uh, when he extends his shoulder certain ways. It hurts. Sounds like Kirk and Cousins too, right? He's coming back. Is he? I didn't. I didn't know about that. Oh well. I, I figured since they might have a one more run, I think they said they saw him on the practice as well. Oh, dang. But, I mean, it's really unrealistic if he's going to make it or not. I mean, he got hurt real bad, so we can yeah. see. We can see what happens. I mean, I know Trevor Lawrence himself, um, it's going to be a game-time decision. He's still listed as questionable, and that's when they'll find out. Um, so we don't, we don't know if he'll play or not, but if he doesn't play, it's kind of good for the Texans in a way. Because then that slims down their chances of winning and the Texans possibly getting that uh, AFC South. Yep, 9-8. and eight. That's what Jags need to be. And then I think Texans need to be 10-6. Now, the Cowboys rang in the new year on a good note as they were able to get the dub after a two-game losing streak, I think it was, they had. Yep. But uh, it wasn't easy as they barely skated by the Lions controversial uh, as well. <laughs> can they remain undefeated as home at home as they continue to you know run that NFL record up against the commanders it's gonna look like uh, they're, gonna, they're gonna see what happened last year because they imploded against the commanders mm -hmm. in the last year's season finale and they lost terribly and this one really matters because if you guys win this one y'all win the division correct yeah they'll get the second seed they'll lock it in with this win uh, Eagles play the Giants but you know who cares and then <laughs> I think I think this is the best shot Dallas being a second seed because then they can avoid 49ers until the championship game now, um, no matter what. So that's good right there for me. I just want to see them go above the divisional round. But yeah, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a good matchup. You know, uh, Commanders. We whooped them. You know, earlier in the season. I'm pretty sure we could do it again, especially when we know what's on the line. Uh, Dak's looking good. CD just broke some records. Uh, he looks unbeatable, you know, 95-yard touchdown. Thank you for that in fantasy. Uh, <laughs> everything, everything's looking good for the Cowboys. If they if they win today, they I mean, win this week, they lock the set second seed. They'll have to face the seventh seed right now. That seventh seed is yet to be determined. I think it's going to be either Seattle, Green Bay. Uh, it could be the Rams, but I think it's going to be Seattle. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, playing Green Bay. They're an easier team. So if Green Bay makes that seventh seed, we finally have a chance to whoop Green Bay in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, oh, with, with you know circumstances changes and all, but still, <laughs> I hate Green Bay. It'll still happen. <laughs> yeah, so, looking good right there. Um, Cowboys look like they're just still going good at home. That undefeated streak is going to be good because they're going to play Green Bay at home in the playoffs if that happens. I don't think we'll have a, a road game until the championship game if we make it there because being the second seed and all. 
Um, they'll be playing on the on the the home until they have to probably play the 49ers. But hey, uh, the Rams looking dangerous, man. They may yeah. they may they can probably beat the 49ers if they play them in the playoffs. It'll be a good matchup. Yeah, that that would be a good matchup. I would love to see that one. Um, you know, this this freaking playoff picture, man, is just crazy. This yeah, it's year, tight. So. It's tight. And it uh, continue to check out the Cowboys. You know, they're going to go up against Commanders. What is it? Three thirty Central on Fox. I Sunday. I don't even know. I I work Sundays, so sometimes <laughs> I don't, I just look at it later just on. Plus out the YouTube TV. Yeah, it's the tablet. <laughs> you know. Transitioning to a team that isn't gonna end their season on a good note, especially because their first round pick was traded to the Bears. Of course, I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers. Boy, the Panthers have been quite the subject lately, and are now in the headlines due to the owner once again. Uh, David Tepper has now been fined 300k by the NFL for what they call unacceptable conduct when the Panthers were blown out by Jacksonville Sunday. With uh, three minutes left in the game, rookie Bryce Young threw a pick and Tepper tossed his drink to Jaguar fans. It wasn't uh, clear if he he was antagonized or not. It's hard to depict on the video what all went down. And the Jags fan who took the video was in the booth next to the owner's booth. So she posted on social media and denied a request for ESPN. Tepper himself stated that, he, that he's passionate. Uh, he's passionate about his team, but he regrets his behavior going on to say, quote, I should have let the NFL stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior, end quote. So from the sounds of that, it sounds like they might have been saying some things. Have you seen the video? I haven't seen the video yet, but I know a lot about this guy. He's just he's a terrible owner to begin with. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's saying that he's passionate about his team, but you know, it doesn't look like it. they're the worst team in the, in the league. Um, Look, there's obviously something that he's not doing right. He's not focused on the on how to be an owner, but I don't know. I gotta look at the video. I know it's been a rough year for the guy. Uh, yeah. he, he's fired. Uh, he fired Frank Wright after just 11 games. Uh, since Temper did buy that uh, franchise six years ago, he's gone through about three coaches, uh, three interim coaches. So you know. Well, and then on top of that, he owns. Uh charlotte fc no or or one of the charlotte's soccer teams and he's fired head coaches there too i don't know they just need to give the, the carolina panthers give it to like steph curry or something like that like steph curry he's a <laughs> what he's a he's a charlotte or carolina south Car- uh, carolina uh born and raised like he loves the panthers so Give it to him. Maybe he'll take over better, you know. He gets him. He got winner winner mentality. Oh, I love that. He got winner mentality, you know. <laughs> Man, somebody better than this guy. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's throwing drinks at a fan, dude. Like. <laughs> come on man you do man come on man <laughs> well since we were talking about playoffs the college football playoffs went down monday playoffs. and we now know what the championship picture looks like this monday at nrg stadium in houston texas where the number one michigan wolverines will face off against the number two washington huskies Oh man, I know you. You watched that 
Washington and Texas game and was quite upset. Well, I mean, they was they were the better team. It, it's been a great playoff first round. Uh, it looks like both games uh, was decided on the last play. Yeah, uh, pretty good, Alabama. Congratulations! It, it was amazing. Just just having those close games. You you always love a close game like that and. Yeah. It, it was it was a beautiful thing. It just showed that you know Phoenix Jr. was just surgical. He Texas secondary was getting demolished by him, getting just trashed for yardage and and long touchdowns. Phoenix was on another level, and he showed why. And I I, I looked like it you know Washington was going to run away with it, but Texas actually had that little comeback, little spurt where they had a chance to even tie it up or even win the game, as they did lose only by six points. Um, but Phoenix Jr. was, he was just, he was a remarkable performance. It does look like, in my opinion, he got snubbed for the Heisman Trophy. He should have been the one to win it. Not this other guy from LSU, I forgot his name, uh, Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I don't get how they are gonna how they gave it to this him when Phoenix is obviously better, 13-0, better quarterback, better stats, but I don't know why they didn't give it to him. But, yeah, uh, it's going to be a good matchup, Michigan versus Washington. I didn't expect Washington to beat Texas, but, you know, I'm kind you know, of biased, I, so. I called that uh, the first time. I said it's going to be Washington and Michigan. And then I thought about it. And then at our last episode, I was like, nah, Texas is going to get it. Yeah. I, let, I let the Texas in me take over. Yeah. <laughs> Texas needs a better secondary. They need better coverage in the secondary. They Well, I don't know. Maybe they're good. Phoenix is just probably on another level. He was just he was making great throws that that game, and you know, congrats to him. Hats off. Uh, I am going for Michigan though, because I like me some 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 stealing, some sign stealing. <laughs> hey, Dylan Johnson went down though, but they're saying that he's he's still gonna play. So you gotta wonder if he's a hundred percent too, right? And he's an integral part to that offense as well. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, one player can make a difference, especially in college when you have your superstars. You know, they they make the difference. Obviously. You know, Washington can't do anything without Phoenix, right? Just like Michigan can't do much without McCarthy. So it's going to be a battle of the quarterbacks, war of attrition. I know both defenses are good. Washington just showed me that their defense is good. But Michigan has already been playing at that level defensively all all season. Um, I have Michigan winning. Uh, Bama really had a chance there, man. They kind of shot themselves in the foot. But, yep, to me it looks like, you know, they got it right the powers that be now you know yeah it sucks for sf uh, fsu but they got beat down in the orange bowl against georgia oh yeah that was dumb you saw that that yeah. little take that mad duck on that that was stupid like so who's who's to say they would have went anywhere well they can't or, really prove what yeah. happened because all the players on fsu opted out of the bowl game so is, is that how that happened so basically um, they were playing nothing but like second string people or like not even their starters That's at all. That's why they got blown out. See, I didn't even catch the game. Though. Yeah, but well, Georgia showed you that, you know, they're still going to play. They started everybody. They played their bowl game. FSU, I think they're just sore and crying. Like, oh, we're not going to play because we're not in the playoff. So we're going to opt out. And like, you know, that doesn't show much. Like if scouts want to get you, like, you know, you want to show them that you're good. Like yeah, you want to not causing any problems. Like, oh, well, these guys quit. These guys quit on, yeah. the, on, the, on, the, on the university, so they're gonna be like, on the fans. So what are they going to do when they come to the NFL or when they do this or that? Like, they like they need to understand that, you know, the committee made the decision. It, it unfortunately didn't go in their favor. Show them again next year 
do it again. I mean, unfortunately, that's how it's gonna happen. Like, this is a business. Sometimes, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's not all about just FSU. Like, it's about bigger things sometimes, and you just gotta just roll with it and play the game. You know, just what Triple H said. You know, just time to play the game. Yeah, play the game. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it sucks what happened to him. You know, it's whatever. Move on, but don't be opting out of the bowl game. Let your fans down and your school down and town down. Like, wait, what? Yeah. What? You know? Yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, from the NFL playoffs to the college football championship, things are heating up in football, and it will continue this summer. We found out the newly branded UFL product of the USFL-XFL merger will pit the champions of each league against each other in their inaugural season opener as Birmingham, the Birmingham Stallions take on the Arlington Renegades March 30th. Well, this this is it, man. This is it. If this doesn't pan out, you know, it's hard to like think that another pro league is coming along um, after this, you know. So if this fails, you know, I don't think much is going to succeed after that. But you know, I, I do see that the newly formed UFL has a lot going for it. You know, I'm even, hoping it succeeds. So like, you know, I, I presume that you know the um, their leadership group they're they're in the right direction. They're they're doing what they need to do. You know, the expo- exposure standpoint. You know, they're trying to find a footing in the sports landscape. Um, they're doing everything right. Um, so let's see what happens. They got to yeah. try it. So I'm thinking that it's going to be good. You know, they're going to have games airing on uh, a lot of major markets, Fox, ABC, ASPN, FS1. Yeah. So they got good, good they got stuff good going on. exposure going on or going into the season. Uh, on February 24th, the players will report to training camp in Arlington as the XFL did last season. Right. And we've announced the teams in the past, but we now know the coaches, so we're going to run down the teams following their head coach. And I'm especially psyched about who's leading our hometown, San Antonio Brahmas. So let's go into it. The USFL Conference has the Birmingham Stallions, led by Skip Holtz. The Houston Roughnecks, led by Curtis Johnson. The Memphis Showboats, led by John DeFilippo. DeFilippo. Sorry. (laughs) That tied up my tongue right there. Michigan Panthers are led by Mike Noah. And in the XFL Conference, we have the Arlington Renegades, led by Bob Stoops. The DC Defenders led by Reggie Barlow, the St. Louis Battlehawks, led by Anthony Betch, and finally, last but not least, the San Antonio Brahmas, led by a legend, legendary defensive coordinator, NFL head coach, and former Houston Roughnecks head coach, Wade Phillips. Pretty good. That's a pretty good guy. I'm excited about this. I've always been a fan of of Wade, especially with his defensive work. Not so much the coaching, but he did do pretty good in the XFL with the Roughnecks. How do you feel about the the new changes? I remember uh, what was it last season was Heinz Ward. Yeah, we gotta. I gotta go to a game. I'm so excited. Check it out. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hey, let's go check him out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward I to mean, it I mean he's he's been a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys yeah. he's been a defensive coordinator for the Texans for the Broncos yeah uh, you know 
he was head coach for a little bit uh, with the Cowboys. Yeah, he was. Uh, and then nobody really liked that that one too much. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Phillips led uh, the Houston Roughnecks to the USFL Championship, South Championship. With a record of seven and three, now flip that, and you get the San Antonio Brahmas record last season with the XFL at three and seven. Uh, now we know this move can improve the defense exponentially when you have Wade Phillips at your service. Uh, five San Antonio Brahmas were actually selected last season for all XFL, uh, and they were defensive ends. Drew Beasley, Dante Scott, linebacker Jordan Williams, cornerback Lug Barco, and place kicker John Parker Romo. All defensive. Uh, it's looking looking pretty nice for for the Brahmas this season, especially with you know all the people they had that made All XFL last season in the defensive spots. They're gonna continue to to grow, get better. Uh, they, the way they're gonna do it though, they will select 42 players from their current roster, then select 20 players from the XFL teams that are no longer in play, and the UFL will have the the little mini draft, and after that. Uh, they will select 23 more players from the pool of remaining players on team rosters that are not included in the XFL and USFL merger. Lots to do, a lot of. So make, there's a lot of scenarios that could happen here. They can build a lot. Make a move. <laughs> make a move. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Dwayne Johnson revealed the name and the first game doing the rounds on multiple platforms, promoting the product wherever he could with Danny Garcia. He even got The Rock to show up on Raw this Monday. Dwayne Johnson? Who's that? Yeah. Yeah, he talked to The Rock, and The oh. Rock was like, I'm going to show up at Raw. But <laughs> oh, okay. anyways, uh, when they teased the returning champion, um, Ashley had asked me who it was, to which I replied, I don't know. If anything, it's The Rock. He teased his return on socials when he granted a wish for a make a for the Make a Wish Foundation. Plus, you know he's promoting the UFL with the merger, and it only makes sense. And we were blessed with the modern day Maharaja. Oh, that was good. I, I was like, <laughs> "Well, it's dead on, champ, right there." <laughs> iPod, iPod. Anyway, <laughs> and I was just you know enjoying every minute of it until the Rock's music hits. Interrupting one of the greats. This guy needs to know where he's places. <laughs> of course, in true Rocky fashion, he carved Ginger Mahal up, which leads to a scuffle. I didn't care for too much of his promo, especially the whole thing with Sheik, like he was talking to Sheik. I didn't find it funny, but, you know, some people did. Anyway, you know... Ginger got his a few licks in as usual, and before that, or after that, The Rock hits his comeback with his classic punches. Boom, spine buster, followed by what? The people's elbow, of course. Uh, he picks the mic back up, stating that he's hungry, and when he goes out to eat, should he sit in a booth? 
a bar or at the head of the table? Ooh. So clearly teasing the whole thing with Roman Reigns. How do you feel about this? I mean, I'd rather have Roman Reigns just dominate The Rock. You know, maybe squash him, if anything. That'd be cool. That's what I'm hoping for. But I saw Reigns reply on on the tweeter. He put a, he just put a a laughing emoji, crying a face. That's all he put. And I'm just like, I I agree with you, Reigns. Like, just... (laughs) We don't need this guy. Yeah, I I don't see the benefit of having The Rock go over on Roman Reigns at all i mean Rhodes needs to finish his story man it would be more beneficial and which is probably gonna happen if reigns were to go over on the rock look huge while he's doing it and then once roman drops the belt it's gonna skyrocket whoever wins that belt whether it's cody CM Punk or whoever else is going to be going for a, a title here soon. Finish the story. <laughs> uh, which I was thinking the other day, they did uh, talk about or they did announce even uh, Money in the Bank, which will happen in July in um, Toronto, I believe is what it was. And I didn't even think about that. Like Punk could win the Royal Rumble and Cody could win the money in the bank they're still wait does that mean damien priest ways. has to cash it in already because that's how it used to be that's I don't like an know hour an hour a year long right yeah i don't know what's well maybe he's gonna do it last minute maybe we'll see him cash it in last minute who knows he needs to do something with that group yeah because he's had it for a really long time he's they shown where he kind of tries to and then gets interrupted yeah as usual so We'll see what happens there. Yeah. But uh, speaking of returns, Nick Namath, formerly known as jo- Dolph Ziggler on WWE, showed up with his brother Ryan at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom. And his return to the ring seems imminent. I'm glad that he's going over to that uh, organization. I think he's going to thrive over there. Yeah, it, it's it would be nice to see. Um, right now, his target is the inaugural IWGP Global Champion David Finley. Uh, he went on to attack Finley after a ringside altercation in the back, and he would acknowledge that he doesn't even go here. He brings up how Finley used questionable tactics to win, calling it disgraceful, and if given the opportunity, he will make it the pinnacle. I think it's going to be good for them because, you know, with Will Ospreay being AEW, he's not going to be there that much. So New Japan needs someone that can kind of like fill the gaps when Osprey is not there. And looks like, you know, uh, Ziggler. Oh, wait. Name is? Um, <laughs> is is that guy. You know, he's I think he's going to be great there. He's a workhorse. Him versus Will Ospreay. Man, I'll watch that. Yeah, we could see that happen, especially because you would think his his turn up in AEW would be imminent as well with them working together. So we more than likely will see Dolph Ziggler or Namath, Nemeth, excuse me, in uh, an AEW ring soon. I, we, we really could be seeing him soon. Yeah. Uh, when is... No, that already happened, right? The, the one that they... 
<laughs> the forbidden door. There oh, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> forbidden. That already happened a while ago. So I don't know. Maybe they'll keep him in, in New Japan for a while before he does that. But I could see him, you know, hopping all over the place. Because from what it sounds is he's still a free agent. He's not tied down to a contract from the sounds of it. I don't know if that's exactly how that works or if he has a clause in his contract. But speaking of AEW, MJF lost the Triple B to Samojo. And it was revealed that Adam Cole was the devil wow. along with Warlow, Matt Taven, Roderick Strong, and Mike Bennett, now dubbed the Undisputed Kingdom. That's so cool. So you would think that since MJF lost the belt, the bidding war of 2024 has begun, no? Yeah, I mean, Cole said that he's never coming back, but I don't know. That's what he said. Wait. Really? Oh, you mean like in a promo? Yeah. Okay, never mind. So MD, MDF <laughs> is never coming back. And then he puts his mask back on, right? <laughs> Walks out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, I mean, MDF is probably going to come back. I mean, they got to finish the thing with Cole, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing him anywhere else. I mean, MDF's gold everywhere he goes probably, so... Yeah, I, I loved his work in MLW. That's probably one of the first times I really witnessed his work and then went on to, you know, discover more and so on and so forth. So wherever he goes, I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, how do you feel about Samoa Joe being champion, though? Eh, well deserved. I mean, he's put the work in and I just hope he doesn't get hurt to where he has to give up the belt. Yeah, know? that would suck because he was kind of getting the injury bug when he was in wwe so that is something that that they could be worried about yeah i mean he said it's just the beginning and he's looking forward to what's going to happen and um, you know me too Let's see what happens i guess who would his first opponent be uh you know since we're talking or let's go into that who would be his next opponent so they can put a moxie on him jericho i don't I wouldn't want to see. Well, that's just me, but I don't think I would want to see Moxley and Samoa Joe. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little, a little bit. Probably more than I would want to see. What would you say, Jericho? Jericho and Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Um, <laughs> I mean, they need someone who who's good to fight him. Who's in that title contention status? I would imagine Wardlow or or one of those guys, but I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't really followed. I've just caught uh, little snippets here and there. Sometimes I'll put it on, but I won't pay that much attention to it. So I don't know who's in contention right now. Maybe um that one guy. That one guy. <laughs> yeah, that one. Maybe Osprey. Screw it right now. Well, isn't it like all based on their record? Has Osprey really got gotten that many wins in AEW? I don't even know how they do title shots. Yeah, I don't either. They said they were going to use a sports-based product from the beginning when they first launched, and that was really never implemented. And then, I guess with this, I guess Kenny Omega could go against Simone. Yeah, but he's injured. Oh, yeah, he's out. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but he's out. Um, but what was I saying? Shoot, that, that record. 
Oh yeah, so apparently with that whole Continental Classic thing or whatever the hell it was that was with Eddie Kingston and Moxley, mm-hmm. apparently that tournament had more views and now Tony Khan's saying he's going to use a more sports-based product than a sports entertainment product now. But I mean, how long has he been saying that? And that's from the jump. And we still haven't seen no change. So I, I don't I don't really know what's going on with that. But uh, according to rumors, uh, someone could be end up ending up in AEW with a potential huge deal. And that is Mercedes Monet, the formerly known Sasha Banks in WWE. It's being said that talks between her and WWE build uh, fizzled out as they couldn't agree on a number. What do you think? I don't know. She's too much trouble, dude. Like, she wants all this money and she's not even that great. I just, I don't know, dude. If she doesn't come back to WWE, it's fine. I heard they're, they're trying to get Trinity to come back uh, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, I was in, I've caught up because I actually caved and got Impact Plus again, or TNA Plus again, excuse me. And I've caught up, and I like her work over there. I know uh, some of her work with Deanna Perrazzo is probably some of my favorite uh, of her work in TNA itself. Um, but other than that, I, I didn't catch... I know she had went to, like, CMLL or something like that. I didn't catch any of that. Hmm. But uh, I would love to see her back. I always, I always liked her. She was one of... One of my favorites in WWE, just that that glow stuff kind of got old after so long. The whole feel the glow. Yeah, she needs thing. to come back different. Yeah, I'd like to see her just come back and just kick heads in. As the as a as the bloodline in the bloodline. Oh, well, who's who's she married to again? I think Jimmy, right? Is it Jimmy? Or is it? No, I think it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Maybe it is. I think it is Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, it is Jimmy. She's married to Jimmy, so maybe she could come in on the storyline to try and, you know, console him and be like, hey, go get your brother, you know, since they're they're at odds right now. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, they have they have ways they could put her in there. But uh, we know the same thing was said about CM Punk. They said talks fizzled out. And you know she probably didn't come back in the rumble then. Yeah, we we can't ever trust you know wrestling news outlet or quote unquote news outlets. They're trash. So, I mean, they know as much as we way, do. Yeah, exactly. And then they end up getting swerved by the talent that tell them, "Oh, talks fizzled out," and that's exactly what happened. They told him that, and they ran with it. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I know, I know. There's a lot of signings that WD wants to make this year. I think this is like the biggest year in wrestling that I've seen in a while. Uh, well, going 2023, 2024, you know, still continuing, but it's probably the best, the most hottest, uh, hottest uh, product they have right now is yeah. what's going on in, in, the, in the wrestling biz. So, Camille might come. That'd be pretty cool. You know. Yeah, that would be nice to see. I would like to see Camille chop it up with some of the women. And they still have uh, Jade in the in the works. Still yeah, chilling. 
Yeah, she's still there. I don't know what's going on. We want to see Jade. Probably Rumble. Let us see Jade. Rumble then. Where's Jade? A lot of going to happen at the Rumble. <laughs> I think so. The Rumble's going to be. Fun. Yeah, the Rumble is probably where we're going to where we're going to see everything. Well, not everything, but most of it. Uh, you think Alexa Bliss will make a return? I, I don't remember if she I remember she was pregnant. I don't remember if she had the baby already or not. But uh It should have been me. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but yeah, she might come back. That'd be cool. Yeah. We need some yeah. more people. I mean that roster is already stacked and they're just looking to stack it even more. When speaking of which when I was looking at it the other day, AEW has a pretty stacked women's roster. But we don't ever see them. Yeah, they need to work on that. They, we just, I know Deanna Parazzo, she debuted. Yeah, I was. I'm excited about that. I'm sad to see her leave TNA, but you know it was. Mariah May was pretty good either way. Yes, exactly. Mariah May. Uh, she used to be in NXT UK. Yeah, she's good. I liked her promo after after that little altercation she had with Parazzo. Yeah. So, I was thinking about it like. What do they ever do to showcase these women in in, in a, I want to say better light because it's it's not it doesn't seem like it's working over there. To know. me, it doesn't seem like it's working. I don't I don't like most of the the matches. If Willow's wrestling, I'll watch. If Thunder Rosa is wrestling, I'll watch. If who else? You know who I'm watching? Sky Blue, <laughs> Jamie Hayter. Yeah, well, then they got the championship on on Julia Hart, and like, what is she even doing? Like, I don't get the concept. Yeah, I don't, I don't get her her whole character, and I can't really get behind it. That's just like the Tony Storm thing. Some of it's funny, some of it's just. I actually eh. like I like Tony Storm what she's doing. It's kind of it's better than what's going on. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. But I mean, they have Tony Storm, who Julia Hart. Those are the champs, and then Athena's the ROH champ, and we got Deanna Perrazzo now, Hikaru Shida, Jamie Hayter, um, Chris Statler, Statlander. Yeah, um, Lay- Layla Hirsch, she's still there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Layla Gray, Britt Baker, Rebel. Yeah, they got a um, lot of uh, women. Yeah. They have a good talent, too, but they just need to... Diamante, freaking um, Taya Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. Mercedes Martinez, Marina Shafir. They they got all these women, and we don't see half of them most of the time. Anna Jade, she's good. Yeah, there's more There's more than what I've riddled off. Like, there's way more, and there's it's it's a travesty what's going on there with with the women's division I, I well in my opinion excuse me yeah oh well we'll see what happens tony khan i don't know he sucks <laughs> anyways moving forward ufc ceo dana white announced on social media uh that former lightweight champion yuri Porcheska, i believe is how you say it oh and, light heavyweight yeah yeah and and uh alexander rickick will face each other in UFC 300. He also added Aljamain Sterling will move up to the featherweights and fight Calvin 
guitar? Yeah, solid card. I mean, solid fights on, on both those. Calvin Guitar is a, a top 10 fighter in the featherweight division. He's fought the, from the likes of Holloway, uh, Ige. He's, he's fought uh, high-level high fighters, and Aljamain Sterling will be in a former bantamweight champion. I think um, it's new territory up, up in a new weight class, and then we'll see just how much Sterling... Uh, gets as far as strength weight speed is it will decrease so that's a good matchup in my opinion as far as a uh, jury facing uh rockage that's gonna be a good one right there as well i think that's gonna be a banger um i don't know if you know jerry um is gonna be able to to do what he wants with this guy because he's alexander he's pretty good but it's gonna be a good matchup on that one as well it looks like 300 is gonna be a bunch of Good fights after good fights after good fights. That's what Dana is promising us. I remember him saying He's that. a lot of <clears throat> big promises on this one. He's saying that there's going to be so many good fights that when you see a fight that's on the prelims and you're going to be like, what? That's on the prelims? Then then what's the main card going to look like? That's what, that's what he's t- telling you what's going to happen. Like You're going to be thinking that, man, this fight's so good. Why is it on the prelims? If that, excuse me, if that fight's on the prelims, then <clears throat> what the hell? Then, <laughs> if that fight's on the prelims, then damn, like, what are they gonna have on the main card? I know they're yeah. trying to get maybe I think Conor McGregor to fight Chandler for, on uh, 300, and I think they're gonna fight at middleweight. So I mean, that look, that sounds good. We can make it happen. Well, they also put on top of that prospect, uh, Bo Nickel will face Cody Brundage. Oh yeah, Bo Nickel's a man, man. So, he's he's good. He's a uh, I think he's like five and zero, six and zero, but like he's just. He's a phenom right now. He's uh, he's going through people. Uh, he wanted to fight uh, Kazmat. He wanted to fight Stylebender. He wanted to fight all the middleweights. But, you know, he's good. That's a good uh, a drawing right there. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you get Brock Lesnar on the card, Ronda Rousey on the card. They might do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. But 300 is supposed to be a spectacle. Um, I know last time in UFC 200, they had a really good card The in the... The ring was all yellow and golden. That was pretty cool. It's crazy to think it's 30 years of UFC. Yeah, the UFC 300. I think I remember watching it when it was crazy, when they didn't have weight classes. Oh yeah, they, and they just had, had people just going at it. Yeah, and they tearing pe- each some other. Some people up. had shoes on and everything, just chilling. But I think Jim Miller. I think they're gonna have him fight on UFC 300. Jim Miller, because he's like the oldest active fighter right now. Not oldest, but like the longest that's been on the cards. He's fought in UFC 100, 200, and they wanted to probably fight 300, so keep that going. That would be dope. I would love to see that. Dang, they should bring back Frank Shamrock. Too. Damn, he, he could fight Nick Diaz. Oh, damn. Or, or okay. one of the Diaz. That'd be good. Running back. <laughs> so I know they're going to probably get they're gonna get some big names on these cards like that. You'll never see again. They're only going to fight that night. Yeah, I'm sure they will. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be action-packed. And as you were saying, you know, Conor McGregor, did announce uh, on Instagram about his potential return. Ladies and gentlemen, a happy new year to you all. I'd like to announce the return date for myself, the notorious Conor McGregor, for the greatest comeback of all time. It will take place in Las Vegas for International Fight Week on June the 29th. Come a little closer. And the opponent, Michael Chandler. And the weight, Mr. Chandler. 185 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that guy need to lay off. Lay off something, man. That's, 
Uh, well, he, at the end, you know, he's, he just starts cracking up because, you know, he's just having fun with it. But uh, what do you think about that? I mean, he did propose the weight of, what was it, 185? Yeah. And his career high is 170, and Chandler has kind of been stuck at 155. So the laugh, I think, could be insinuating a kind of swerve. Like, uh, it's never going to happen. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I, I don't think he's being that of a of joking around with it i think he's kind of serious about it uh obviously michael Chandler's a big guy so him he he cuts weight to make 155 so i'm pretty sure 185 is his walking rate weight it's not his fighting weight so he might have to just do a little adjustments in the gym if he walks around 190 195 i don't think i think it's going to actually better Chandler to not drain or not cut himself to that 155 that he usually does and because he's a big guy so I think 185 is perfect for Michael Chandler. He's a little short, but I mean, it's, it's, I think it's good for him to fight at that weight class and also for Connor to fight at that weight class. Um, I know he broke his, I don't know what he broke when he fought Poirier, but he broke something. It was his leg. He broke his leg. Uh, what was it? A kick that he threw? Yeah. His leg just broke. And that was back in 2021. Yeah. That was terrible how it, how it happened. But I think him putting more weight on, rehabilitating it, I think it's going to be helpful for him as well to just not get hurt because now he's going to have that extra weight. Um, McGregor's always been a phenomenal striker, but I don't know how he's going to fare with that added weight to 185 unless he's been training at that weight this whole time. I don't know how good he's going to get. He's always been good on the feet. Chandler likes to mix it up and wrestle. I mean, he does look like he put on some pounds, so he could be... Uh, working out at that weight already who knows yeah i mean he was already big at featherweight he he obviously he was cutting weight to make 145 he was always fighting a lot of people that were smaller than him yeah so when he went to 155 he still looked bigger than most of the lightweights when he went to 170 and fought diaz he finally looked a little bit the same as his opponents so i think he probably does walk around 190 185 probably already especially since he's got older and he got injured he probably put weight on like that Eh, we'll see what happens. I, I do like Chandler in this fight. I don't know if McGregor can take punishment, but McGregor can deal it. So, yeah, toss up on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely like to see this one go down. We'll see if it does happen. There's no official word yet. That was just, you know, McGregor just making an announcement for Me the new back. year. So that's all we have for you folks today on the first edition of the 2024 start to cp sports thank you for tuning in so yeah i do want to give y'all a shout out um i'll be taking a little hiatus from the from this but i'll be back with better than ever um i know cp sports is always in good hands with my man chris so i know he's always gonna drop some badass product for y'all <laughs> and when i do come back you know it's gonna be a reunion so uh i'm looking forward to it yeah, so we'll let you guys know. Uh, there will be, you know, something on one of the socials uh, when Mike decides or plans to come back. Um, for now, it'll probably be Pat, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't know if he'll be available. You get Cat Williams on here, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that, so if you haven't catched it yet or caught it yet, excuse me. It's everywhere. Um Cat Williams went in on Cedric, the entertainer. Uh, who else? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Ricky Smiley. Um, Big Worm. Martin. Uh, everybody. 
on uh, Shannon Sharp's show, Club Shay Shay. Uh, Club Shay Shay. And you can catch that on YouTube. Just YouTube Club Shay Shay. I'm sure it's the first one that pops up. It already has yeah. almost 10 million it's, views. Um, it's going. So the first day that I saw it, it was two hours, three hours in. It was already at 2 million. The next day I looked at it, it was at 5 million. At the end of yesterday, it got to 10 million. I looked it up right now uh, before the show. It's at 14 million. Oh, so dang. it's only been like two days, 14 million. The other guest that Shannon's had on, he's had uh, Steve Harvey on his show a while back. It got 9 million views, but it's in nine months. Yeah. This guy got 14. Well, and I'm sure some of that comes from the people who watched. Oh, I didn't want to see what's going I on. I wanted to see what Steve Harvey had to say when he was on there because Cat Williams went in on Steve so, Harvey. Yeah, this is, it's, I've been looking at it. I still haven't finished watching it. I'm going to look at it on the driveway back. It's, go check it out, man. He's exposing these people, man. And, you know, yeah, he's calling them the gatekeepers. So I think Cat Williams is coming to San Antonio soon, also. Uh, so look that up, too. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's that's good to know. I might have to check that out. Yep. Where? Or no, you wouldn't know yet, right? The where date it would be probably the AT and T. We're not. It's not AT and T anymore, right? It's Frostbank. Yeah, Frostbank Center. It's probably there. I mean, Dang. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I I I've only been to Bill Burr, and that standard was incredible. Oh I, yeah, that one was at when it was still AT and T, right? I, yeah. I can only imagine how good a Cat Williams show would be, especially what's going on now. Yeah, he's gonna sell it out quick. Yeah, yeah, he will. I'm sure he's gonna sell out everything quick as soon as he drops. He probably already writing material about everything. He probably already has it done about what he's gonna talk about after all this. I happened. wouldn't doubt it if he has just a bunch of stuff that he could just unload just off the rip. Yeah, he, that interview was amazing. He was telling people that he was reading three thousand books from ages eight to twelve. He would read that many books. So he's yeah very a, a year or something like that, right? Yeah, it's just uh, he's a very smart person. Like, he got accepted into college like at seven years old. What what did he what did he say? He said something about some comedian says something to him on on uh, Twitter, and then he just like said something and used a certain word. I can't remember what it was, but he used a certain word, and he was like. I just know she doesn't know what it means, so. <laughs> hey, that's a good. That's that's a good way to respond to someone. Use some words they don't even know you're saying. <laughs> like a, I don't know if I want or not, but then. But anyways, folks, that is all we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to CP Sports. We appreciate it. We're gonna miss you, Mike. We'll see you when you come back. Peace out. <laughs>